Cool. So now we're in high school. So you said around the 10th grade or so. Okay. So I, I got I to gotta hit pause on this. Can, is this on video somewhere? Because they- no, that's pretty funny, though. So we're going to have to kill that. Um, what? Oh what is that? Did you ever so, see that? <laughs> Welcome to This Week in Fast Pitch the podcast that keeps you up to date on the latest news, insights, and analysis from the world of fast-pitch softball. Powered by 643, we bring you the stories behind the scores, the personalities behind the players, and the strategies behind the game. Whether you're a fan, a coach, or a player, we've got you covered with expert analysis and insider information. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a deep dive into the world of fast-pitch softball. This is This Week in Fast Pitch, powered by 643, with your hosts, Jimmy Thomas, and Kevin Bednoski. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode three, we are getting underway, and this is going to be a great one. I am here with my gigantic, dinosaur-sized co-host, Jimmy Thomas, because you're wearing a green Hi, hi everyone. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Uh, Allie, if you weren't familiar, Kevin likes to inform the audience on my size every time. He's a, he's a tall guy. He's a tall guy. And of course, the executive producer, the man behind the glass, Mr. Matt Cook. Good to be here. And we are with our very first in-studio guest. Very exciting. Very cool. Ms. Allie Rayo from George Mason University. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. Welcome. Awesome. <laughs> so we are going to take a little bit of a history ride with you, if that's all right. We want to talk a little bit about sort of where it all started for you and then kind of work your way through this awesome experience that you've been on in the last month. So we'll get to that. But first, so we're... We're, how'd you get started in softball? What, how old? What'd you do? All that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I started when I was five. And the only reason I started was my sister was playing and all my friends were playing. And my dad was the coach. So obviously I wanted to get involved with that. And uh, it was a good way for my, me to bond with my sister and my dad. So Awesome. And yeah. the, the question, if anybody that always starts it at five years old is, did you have the pink helmet with the ponytail <laughs> holder in the back? You know, I actually didn't. I did the playing with the hair down, playing in jean shorts. I didn't do the pink helmet. Nice. The jean shorts. Well, we talked about that as a pet peeve yeah. last week about it's, showing it's up okay in jeans. It's okay when you're five. I mean, yeah. I, I might have cut you before you picked your glove up, <laughs> but that would have been a mistake, clearly. Do you remember clearly. the name of the first team? Yes, it was the HRYS Sharks. The Sharks. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. And now the sh- Great Fall Sharks, maybe? I don't know. Well, no, no, HRYS is still still pumping. Yeah, but not the Sharks. But they're not. I don't think they have a name. Yeah, yeah. HRYS, it's just the house league, and the yeah. girls get to choose their name each year. Yeah. So I was on the Sharks. My sister's first team was the Sparkling Ponies. Oh, wow. So I'm glad wow. I wasn't a part of it. Bring that one at least back. The Sharks was, you know, Never want to play a little the Sparkling Ponies. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a tough get. Yeah, you're in trouble if they show up. <laughs> well, that's cool. So then. How long did you play house before you started seeing? So like, oh wait, I'm well, and and might what, be what pretty position good did you start out in in house? Uh, I tried all of them, you know, rotated around. It was like yeah. left rover, right rover when you saw the coach pitch. So yeah. I tried that, you know, shortstop, outfield, catcher. Hated catching because yeah. I always thought the batter was going to hit me. <laughs> did you do the thing where the ball went and then there was just a group of people that just followed around yep. and just went to go get the ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. how long did you play house then? Uh, I played for five years in house league. Cool. Yeah, when, 10 U was my first travel team. So when did you start picking up the circle stuff and pitching? 
Uh, pretty early on. I started when I was eight, but again, that was only because my sister was going to pitching lessons. She's older than me. So I just kind of tagged along because it was like $10 extra for me to join in on her pitching <laughs> lessons. So Bulk discount. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, so you started travel at 10. So which, which organization did you join at 10 years old? Uh, Explosion. Ooh, okay. okay. Cool. And, yeah. and how long were you there? Uh, only one year. Okay. So I kind of bounced around a lot. I was trying to follow where all my friends' teams were going. So who were your yeah. com- who were your contemporaries? Who were your friends that were doing all that at the time? Uh, a lot of my friends from House League. It was like Lenny Peterson, Jasmine Stokes. We kind of ah, met in Jasmine. HRYS and then would jump around to different travel okay. teams. Cool. So. Eventually, you landed you landed with the Shooting Stars, right? Yes. And how long were you there? I was what there ages? Starting in seventh grade yep. and then through high school. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And is that really where you started honing some of the some of the sort of more advanced skills. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 sure. Who was uh, who was coaching back in those days in the uh, Shooting Stars organization? I was initially on Jim Perturkey's team for okay, okay. seventh and eighth grade, and maybe ninth Shout grade. Out. It's kind of a messy timeline. I don't remember exactly, but yeah. I played for Jim Perturkey. Loved playing for him. Okay, and then. Um, and then I moved over to Dave Carver's team. Yeah. Oh, Dave! Shout out yeah. to Jim Perturkey. His daughter Victoria <laughs> is uh, was my son's high school girlfriend. Is that right? So oh, there you wow. go. There, there you go. go. So we get you make that up. No. no. Why would I make that up? Wow. So <laughs> good so, pod. Good pod talk. That's funny. <laughs> so where along the line did you sort of start to think that you might want to play softball at the next level? Like where along in the process <sighs> from youth league on to on to travel? Honestly, I feel like it was later than most people. Really? It wasn't until at least midway through high school. Wow. Which is, okay. yeah, I was unsure because again, back to my sister, <laughs> she was older than me and she had decided that she didn't want to play in college and went off to just go to JMU, study, you know, have a social life and do the normal college thing. And that decision worked for her. So it kind of made me doubt whether I even wanted to play in college. Uh-huh. But I definitely made the right decision for myself. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great message, right? People. I mean, just because you're, you know, you don't have to make that decision at 10, 12 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people make things change throughout your life. So I think that's good for people to hear that. Yeah, you didn't know until you were into high school. Mm-hmm. And we right? should, we should, you've mentioned your sister four or five times. We should give her a, a full name shout out. So <laughs> go ahead and yeah. introduce your sister a little bit there. Yeah, Tess Rail. <laughs> so Tess, awesome. Tess is awesome and Tess is really sort of, part of the impetus for for you getting to the point where you are today yeah definitely yeah that's and awesome could she cool. have played oh definitely yeah yeah she was very successful in high school ball I mean I was when we got to high school she was a senior when I was a freshman so she was pitching ahead of me and I would always start the games in right field and then like halfway through the game we would flip-flop and she would take over in the outfield and I would take over in the circle nice. and we look so alike in our pitching styles you know we're very similar caliber pitchers so a lot of times the other team I think didn't even notice that we switched really? nice. <laughs> maybe I don't know nice. Jimmy would Jimmy would like that from a roster perspective yeah, right he likes to move people in and out without, without telling people anybody. knowing yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, including the umpire a whole, whole team of twins would be would be good for you so did you play other sports when you were younger I did I played I was on the swim team. Um, I played basketball through JV, so partway through high school. And then I was on the track team in high school as well. Yeah, I know. It's a distance runner, right? Yes. So I wanted to ask you this. How much of your success in softball do you attribute to other sports or running specifically when you kind of got serious with it in high school? Big topic. Definitely. All the other sports helped, but especially track. I'm so happy I did that. I think... 
I mean, all anyone playing sports at a high level is a very competitive person, but I feel like track really helped me channel that and yeah. also grow in my athleticism. So the strength and stamina. Cause, mm-hmm. cause one thing I noticed in back in my previous life, life, I've covered some long distance running. Uh, and one thing that became very clear early is there is a high level of pain and a high level of mental toughness that goes yeah. along with <laughs> some of those distance running, the cross country, the mile and, and some longer races. So mm-hmm. I got to believe your mental strength, they they, they kind of related, <laughs> right? I mean, you strong mentally running and it kind of translates into the circle. Yeah, I would like to think so. I yeah. did the distances that was like five to 800. So yeah. you're trying to sprint, but it's too long yeah, to grueling, physically sprint, right? yeah. so definitely mentally challenging. Yeah, I can imagine. So you were you were pretty well recognized in high school uh, for your success in high school. Um, there's a lot of, you know, at South Lakes, right? So why don't you talk a little bit about your successes and, you know, some of the things that were your, you know, some, some great things that sort of just made you really fall in love again more, even more with softball during high school. Yeah, I think... What really made me fall in love with it so much was the girls that I was playing with. Like I loved my team that I was playing alongside in high school. And like, that's what, and I love my coaches. Sorry, I'm sick. (laughs) Um, But I think that that's what really made me enjoy it so much, like win or loss, because South Lakes historically wasn't a great softball program. So we weren't like coming in the top dog. We weren't winning every game. Like we had took plenty of losses. We like lost in the championship game and the regional finals and all that. So it wasn't about winning or losing. It was about like the girls that I was playing with and just really enjoying it with them. Yeah. Yeah. We just finished our high school season. So we kind of know what, what, you're, what, <laughs> yeah. what that's all yeah. about. But well, um, I think that's, I think that's great perspective too. I mean, I think that's just the enjoyment part of the game that sometimes we often forget about, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get so focused on competition and recruiting and all those things. You forget that you're doing it for fun and, and teammates, I think are a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine if I asked you sort of, if there were a top one or two or a handful of memories from high school, you know, they may or may not be stuff that happened on the field, right? Yeah, exactly. I I think looking back, most of it is stuff that didn't happen on the field. Like it wasn't the big wins that are my favorite memories. It was the everyday and like the jokes we played on our coach and, you know, like those kind of things stand out to me more than any win or loss does. Cool. So now we're in high school. So you said around the 10th grade or so. Okay. So I, I got I to hit pause on this. Can, is this on video somewhere? Because they- no, that's pretty funny though. So we're going to have to kill that. Um, what? Oh my God. what is, what is that? Did you ever so, see that? <laughs> okay. So let me, let me set this up a little bit for the, uh, the listeners. Um, that's kind of funny. Uh, maybe the watchers too. I don't know. But um, we've got a, a variety of... of uh, what do you call these things? Tripods? Cameras. Well, the tripod specifically. <clears throat> and we're in a new studio here. And Kevin brought <laughs> Kevin brought in a, a tripod that uh, has a mind of its own, clearly. And it is going berserk at the moment. So. That is battery powered? How, what, what is the... I, I hope that there's a camera on that thing somewhere. All right, we're, we're getting is, rid of this camera. But what, I don't understand why it functions like that. How is that helping it, you? It's it, one of those things that's supposed to follow, like it, it focuses on a subject, yeah. and as the subject moves uh, around. You moved, you moved too much. That, that must clearly be what was not it is. focusing on one subject. Maybe it was following a, like a fly or something around the room? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think we can edit. All right. No, no, no. That's staying Get in. Get this back on the rails <laughs> And it's staying in. Um, one thing I wanted to ask, uh, were you done, Matt? with with the diversion yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, there was no six, four, three when you were coming, uh, through the ranks and, you know, we have a lot of girls that, that will see your story and think it's exciting and, and see themselves in your shoes. You, you know, you're locally, you played your travel ball locally, um, super successful, went on to play in college. Um, what'd you do to hone your game? Like, how did you hone your game without having a <laughs> six, four, three in your backyard where you can come every day and kind of do your thing? Um, Huge shout out to my dad. Yeah. It was honestly all my dad. Like we would clear out the cars out of the garage in the winter <laughs> and put a space heater out there and just pitch diagonally, which wasn't quite 43 feet, but we <laughs> tried our best. Um, so we just kind of made it work. We went out in the backyard and um, he found some great pitching coaches. My first pitching coach was Jim Bracken. And then I started going to Denny Tincher when I got older. Um, but yeah, it was honestly just me and my dad, and it was a great rate for us to bond, but we would go to local fields, or in the winter, you know, hopefully the space heater made it warm enough, but... Yeah, it's so funny yeah. to hear everyone's different stories, like, they created space in their garage, made yeah. the space heater, Odyssey was out throwing against a brick wall that yeah. was spray-painted targets, right. Catherine's dad built a barn garage. in her backyard, right? Yeah. So everybody has their little story as to how... Yeah, they got to where they are. I yeah. think that's cool. Yeah, six four three members have no excuse at this point. Right, right? none. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like Allie was a six four three member. I was right, Once but I got she, to college, your your skill. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been yeah. in the building, but 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 it's it's cool to hear how everyone kind of used what they had to kind of figure out how to make themselves mm -hmm. better. You know, so I always think that's a cool story. And I also think that that's something about that's ingrained in the DNA of high level athletes yeah. as well. Right. Where you just start figuring stuff out. If you mm -hmm. want it bad enough. Sure. You're going to figure it out. Which kind of leads into what I was going to ask you next. I mean, when you got to that second year or third year in high school and you said, all right, I think I want to play at the next level. Like this is something that I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, what changes did you make? Like, how did your daily routine change? What, what, what personal as an athlete, what, did, what life changes did you make to, to, to make that happen? If any, right. You might already been working your butt off and running all the time and working hard with your dad. Yeah. I wish I could say that there was like a distinct moment where I said, I want to play in college. I need to do this X, Y, Z. Yeah. But it really was kind of more of a gradual, smooth transition with changes I was already making because sure. I wanted to be successful in track in my track races. Um, so like eating better and those types of things and like taking strength training seriously. But that wasn't like because I wanted to play in college. That was just, I want to be a better athlete type gotcha. of thing. What, what age did you start working out in the weight room itself? Um, I actually took my I took a personal fitness course in high school so we had to take gym or like normal PE freshman sophomore year and then junior year I was like I still want to move around during the day so for my elective course I took uh, personal fitness where they help you learn how to do strength training right yeah and then was it about that time where you started the recruiting process yeah and and, and around that time. who helped you with the recruiting process how did that go what were their ups and downs was it a rocky road a smooth <laughs> road talk to us a little bit about your path to uva um it was i went to my first camp in i think eighth grade at george mason with ashburn shooting stars we all went as a team but at that point i still didn't know and then i would periodically go to camps like through my travel team because everyone else was going um but then i went to one camp, I think sophomore going into junior year, it was one of those mega camps where there's like tens of coaches, dozens of coaches there. Um, and that was when it really started to pick up for me. That was when I first met a coach from UVA. Um, and it was, yeah, met a, a bunch of coaches at that point and it kind of picked up from there, but there were definitely 
it wasn't an easy process, um, but there were a lot of people that helped me along the way. Shout out to Mike Mertz. He was a huge help in my recruiting process and nice. um, really helped me out there. So yeah, just making connections, the emails, the phone calls that always stressed me out. Right. But um, yeah, that was probably the hardest part, making those phone calls and sending those emails. But. And then and then when did it all crystallize? How, you know, what was there this sort of moment where it all sort of came together for you and, and you knew that UVA was the place or, mm-hmm. or, you know, you were deciding between options or you just, you know, things sort of, you know, became clear for you. Yeah, it really came together when I was down to my final options and I just had this gut feel. I mean, from the gut, I had a gut feeling about UVA from the moment that I toured. I know that's kind of cheesy to say. And when I was first starting the recruiting process, I would go on tours at colleges and People would always talk about when you know, like when you visit a college, you'll know that that's where you want to go. And I was like, I like this place. You know, the campus is nice. The coaches are nice. And I always thought, this is fine. I could see myself here. But then I actually toured at UVA. uh, I think it was the fall of my junior year of high school. And Coach Joe and I weren't super close yet. I wasn't sure at all about playing softball there. So I just did a camp and talked to her after the camp, but I wasn't sure that that was going to work out. And I did a normal academic tour through the university guide service. And I remember saying to my mom, like, I want to come here no matter what, you know, if I don't make the softball team, if they don't give me any money, this is in state. Like I love this school. I want to come here and just be a normal student and hopefully softball works out. And I actually went back to my counselor in high school that very next Monday after that weekend and said, I wanna rearrange my schedule so I can take all IB classes, get the IB diploma so that I can get to UVA. Like you have to do IB diploma to get there academically if you're not getting through athletics. So I tried to do that and just get in as a normal student, but then softball came around later in the year, so. <laughs> what an unbelievable part of the story, I think so there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Was was it the was it the campus? Was it the people that you met? The administration that you were talking to? Yes, all of it, <laughs> all of the above. Yeah. Did on yeah. the tour? I remember both of my kids went on tour at UVA too, and and the academic tour. And uh, I believe that there was something that they said that there was some student to squirrel ratio on campus. It was like there were six students for every squirrel that ran around campus or something like that. I don't know, but it was, it was pretty interesting, weird fact. About so she likes yeah. squirrels? Is- I, I, I don't know. The, the, tour, the tour guide apparently likes like squirrels, squirrels, I guess. Yeah, there's I, a lot of know. random weird facts. I kind of the took on the secret societies and yes, all that stuff, secret right? secret societies. There's so much of fun facts like that. And <clears throat> Sorry. You're fine. Um, and yeah, I took on the task of being the softball team's tour guide. Um, so every camp that we held, I would, I would give the tour. So I have all those fun facts now. Oh, cool. So That's really neat. And by the way, just a, you can't beat the education, right? You walked oh, out yeah. of, you walked out of there with, you know, what was your, what was your undergrad degree? Foreign affairs. Foreign so affairs. Politics. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you really can't beat the. Well, I think it's a great message to whoever's listening that it was the non-softball stuff that helped her finalize her decision oh, yeah. right it was Definitely. the future of her life it was the yeah it was her life outside of softball and what was going to come of it after yeah she left yeah. uva and i think that's that's an important message because a lot of that gets lost yeah. right exactly yeah. we'll was, pause here yeah. for a sec yeah um uh, I'll, I'll take the time to uh to also give a shout out to uh, our video um editor brett Yes. over at DNA Film. Um, he's going to have his hands full on this one. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> commercial. A commercial well, the, for Brett. We had a we had a, a camera go haywire. We've had some coughing. We've had some door closures. Uh, and, and and I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this on the video, but we're, we've got 
girls out there right now in the facility, we're just in a back office here that are cranking away. So we can constantly hear the balls shooting around the facility. I'm not sure if the, uh, the audio will pick yeah, that I don't up. Know, or not, but, but yeah, if you, if we, if we pause for a second, you're definitely hearing crack of bats going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've here. had my, my reminders keep popping up on the screen, which I can't figure out a way to, to make those. Did so yeah. So, okay so Brad, picture? did we oh, pick yeah. an okay picture? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, you know who I cut out of that picture? Well, oh. Justin, you were giving a high five to Justin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Co- I guess we should probably call, here. We should probably call him coach Walker. Is that? Oh, coach Walker. Coach should Walker. We? Is that, yeah. what do you call him? What do you call him? I called him coach Walker. Okay. Coach Most Walker. people, I mean, the girls on the yeah. team, some people called him Justin. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get him on the line here in a bit, yeah. but so you're, uh, you, you would, you would say that your time at UVA was what fill in the blank. How would you, how would you describe oh. your time at UVA, whether it was on the field, whether it was in the classroom, um, the friendships you made, the relationships you have, your mm. experience there, how would you define your overall four years at UVA? Fulfilling completely. Wow. Yeah. Fulfilling and everything that I wanted out of college and college softball experience. That's great. That is. Awesome. I wonder how it, many people say that. Like, honestly, like how many enough. people can actually <laughs> yeah. say that? What about the growth of the game? Sort of like your career through there, the game has really exploded. You were playing at a power mm-hmm. five school, um, ACC network, mm-hmm. ESPN plus a lot of the stuff is available now. New stadium, um, mm-hmm. yeah, your new stadium, <laughs> great facility. So, um, Talk about the growth of the game, how exciting, how much yeah. different it was when you were an Ashburn shooting star versus uh, Virginia Cavalier and <laughs> just the growth of the game and where we stand now. Yeah, right? very exciting. I mean, watching, you know, what I grew up with versus now kids having 643 access to these type of facilities. And then even when I was at UVA, it's such a tangible picture of the growth of the game, having playing at the old park my first year and then sophomore year, like the new park, new stadium being opened. Right. Um, that's just a very tangible picture. And like having the new classes come in under us and having never played at the old park, we're like, you guys don't know what it was like. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I wonder even too, just kind of taking that a, a step further. I mean, you took her back to, you know, AGSL days, um, you know, even just your first year, right? So you played five years of, of, college softball was the exposure your freshman year as it as it is now i mean now espn affiliated networks play what 3500 games a year or yeah. something outrageous like had, that had over a million mm-hmm. one point something million you know for the for the world series stuff series yeah every regional game was broadcasted yeah but mm-hmm. but just five years ago when she was a freshman i don't think we were doing that i mean the acc network was around clearly but do you remember that kind of exposure freshman year versus your you know senior year yeah definitely it's been exciting to see how much it's grown just over the five years i was in college i mean even with the amount of games being televised like pre-conference games early in the season playing against mid-majors or in smaller tournaments those are almost always on television now and like my first year if we're playing a pre-conference game it wasn't a big game it probably wouldn't be yeah did it yeah, change your experience as a student athlete? Just like, you know, just the games, the experience, the cameras, the, I mean, did it really change? Was there more fans? Was there more excitement around game to game? Or it's just the growth was more TV and. Yeah, I would almost argue that it, it didn't. Really? Because the experience is still the same. You're still alongside your teammates having yeah. fun. Like you're just playing the game and, you know, that doesn't really factor in too much, or at least it didn't for like the teams I was playing on, we just were yeah. there to play. You have a really uh, refreshing outlook on your experience. Oh my God, I yeah. think it really, you know, I yeah. want so many young women to yeah, hear this definitely. story. Yeah. Yeah. 
because yeah. it is it, refreshing is a great way to say it because yeah. I think that there are some that are not experiencing it the way that Allie's experiencing yeah. it. And um, I think that hearing her story could help them. For sure. Well, I think it's no a doubt. pressure thing, right? I think the pressure, she kind of takes the pressure off of herself because her experience is about college and having a good time yeah. and, and, and having a smile on my face while I'm doing what I'm doing and not looking ahead as to... Right. If softball oh, works, it works. Yeah. If it doesn't, right. I keep exactly. going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Did you have any idea what you wanted to study before you got to school? No, not uh, at all. I yeah. actually didn't declare until fall of my junior year. So, okay. yeah, I, I deferred you're supposed to declare by spring of sophomore year. And I had an idea, but I wasn't 100% sure. So I pushed it off an extra semester. Nice. But Did So in the midst of your undergrad career, we had this thing called COVID, right? Um, how did that impact you individually? How did it impact, obviously, the team? How did it mm -hmm. impact your thought process on the rest of your softball career? There's a lot to unpack yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I remember so clearly when COVID, that week that it was shut, everything got shut down, um, it was spring break, so it was just my teammates and I in Charlottesville, really. There weren't many people around. We were hanging out every night and, like, watching um, – we watched that movie Contagion the night that the NBA <laughs> shut down. I was like, what are we doing? We couldn't even get 20 minutes into it. We're like, turn it off. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Um, but There's a laugh track. <laughs> Isn't it not a laugh track? <laughs> uh, we got to get a laugh track on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to play uh, UNC, and they were actually on the bus to, uh, to Charlottesville when uh, our season got canceled. Uh. So, yeah, that was really hard. It was hardest for, of course, the people that didn't have another year to left to play. Um, and funny for us, we had a team of, I don't know, 25-ish girls, and only one person was uh, unable to, like, a senior, fifth year. Everyone else, we had, yeah, we had, like, almost no seniors that year. Oh, so wow, okay. It didn't so affect everyone us got as that hard, extra year? Yeah. Yeah, except for one. Yeah. Speaking of that fifth year, when did you know that you wanted to take advantage of that? Uh, very late. Okay. <laughs> very late. I didn't decide until spring of senior year. Um, so was that academically went, driven? Because I, I noticed that you went and got your second degree. Yeah. Yeah. It was academically driven <laughs> yeah. and it was, I went back and forth with it for a long time of what I wanted to do. I was all over the place. Like junior year, I thought I wanted to go get a job in certain field, pivoted from that, thought that I wanted to join the Peace Corps. I was like all over the place with what I wanted to do after college. But, um, yeah, it was very late. <laughs> Well, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're going to explore and do new things, doing it at 21, 22 years old is certainly a great time to do that. <laughs> yeah. so and take your time right. and make sure you make the right choice, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it's so, yeah. so then you, you graduate and ultimately this leads you to this desire to play one more year. Mm -hmm. And obviously you land at George Mason. Um, mm -hmm. how, did that, how did that work? How did that process, where, how did you navigate that? Yeah, so I went into the portal pretty late. It was almost the very end of the season, uh, senior year. So it was probably at least May of senior year. I don't remember the exact day. Um, and I went into the portal very open-minded, knowing like the reason I'm putting my name in here is I, I know that eventually I'd want to get a master's degree. So why not do it? Why not take this fifth year and work towards a master's degree? Like this is such an awesome opportunity. So yeah. I went in <clears throat> really open-minded about it of like, 
I'm going to see who reaches out to me and see what kind of programs academically are available and how that fits with what I want to do. So, um, yeah, and I, I heard from, you know, places all over the country, okay. like East Coast, mi like Midwest, everywhere. And ultimately, like Walker was one of the first people to reach out to me. And um, from there, I always like had this gut. They have a lot of great master's degree programs. It's like almost as many master's students as yeah. undergrad. It's a great place to go for your master's. It's right near D.C., so connected to like what I'm trying to do. And um, yeah, it was also just close to home. And that's a big thing for me is okay. like if I'm playing my fifth year, my parents live 20 minutes away and can watch every single game. If I go in somewhere in California, like they'll never they'll watch it on TV, but they're not going to get to like really witness this last season. So that did play a big part of just being close to home. So at the end of the day, was it an easy decision or was it a tough decision to, to choose to come to, to Mason? It was still tough. Okay. It was still tough. But at the, like, I know I just stuck true to myself and like what I wanted for my fifth year. And, um, and so that's, I feel like why it worked out well is like, I just kind of evaluated the same way I did in high school when I was trying to look and evaluate potential schools. I just made like pros and cons list of each place and, you know, like evaluating yeah, the pros and cons. And the pros were really heavy for George yeah. Mason. So. so what are you studying there? Let's talk about academics mm -hmm. first. Global commerce and policy. Okay. So. And how long of a program is that? How many more years will it take you to complete? Only one more year. Awesome. And do you have, what are your, what do you think? What do you think after that? What do you, what, what do you, what's your sort of, if you threw a dart at a dartboard, what do you <laughs> think you want, want to do with it? Well, I, it's in the Shar School of Policy and Government mm -hmm. and um, it's, I am doing global commerce and policy, but they have an international security program as well that I'm kind of interested in taking a lot of those elective courses. I Great. just did a study abroad in Cyprus that I got back from like two weeks ago, yeah. and um, that was more international security focused. So definitely in interested in honing in on that. How did you manage? How did you manage graduate school in season? That seems to be a daunting <laughs> task. I know "be dauntless" is your is the is the hashtag for for Coach Walker, but how, how did that? How did that seem to play out? How did that work? Did you manage that yeah. okay? I managed it okay because even though the coursework was difficult, um, all of our courses were in the evening. So a lot of my peers in my classes were doing full-time jobs and then coming to my classes afterwards. So um, it was just like softball was my full-time job. You know, they were out sitting at desk jobs and I was just training all day. And so um, it was okay to manage. It was almost easier than undergrad because I had more time during the day. Okay. When I wasn't at practice, I could be doing my schoolwork. So... Yeah. yeah. So a little bit off topic, but are is the transfer portal generally looked at as a positive thing from the athletes? Oof. Probably, no. Yes. I yeah. would I would say yes. Cuz the only reason I ask is I'm I'm I am fascinated by the transfer portal. So I was a transfer athlete, so I played mm -hmm. 2 years, but back when I played and you wanted to go D1 to D1, you had to sit out yeah. a full year, right? And then my situation was Played two years. My year I had to sit out was at the previous school I was transferring out of, which isn't a great process for. Mm -hmm. um, so I wonder, as the student athlete, do they relish the opportunity to get their name out there? Because there is the other side of the coin where so many kids jump in the portal and some don't end up finding a home, right? Yeah. I would say from the people that I know and that I've talked to about it and like the student athletes I 
I know, I think it is generally looked at as a good thing because, you know, I'm grateful that I had a good experience at UVA and I was happy there. But I think the transfer portal is a real blessing to student athletes who don't like where they're at and are in a bad right. headspace for whatever reason um, and are in a bad environment. I think it's a great tool to get out of that and be happier. And I think that's especially nowadays, student athlete mental health is such an important yeah. thing. And yeah. I think it's a really great yeah, blessing I mean, to a lot of people. We, just this week, right? Or few days ago we had the, the the transfer portal news of all news right with Jordy Ball sort of mm -hmm. you know moving in because of this mental health issue and and wanting to be closer to home and all that kind of stuff so you know it, that's a great story yes mm -hmm. would you agree that she's doing yeah. that or at least from what we read she's doing that for her own sort of benefit and mental health yeah I would agree it's just you know you got to be somewhere where you're feeling fully yourself and you're fully happy and that's a great example of that so really I good. think we have. Um, well, we'll see. We'll I think see. We have Coach on the phone. Yes, I think so. Coach right. Walker, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Oh, hey, right. welcome. Okay, you got him in the. Hey, <laughs> turn him up a little so, bit. Yeah. Hey, so, Allie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? This is, uh, welcome, Coach Justin Walker, the head coach at George Mason University. Uh, the softball. The you are the. Ah. Oh, there it is. There it is. See the applause track. Yeah. Um, the Atlantic 10 champion, George Mason Patriots. So uh, first and foremost, coach, congratulations on your postseason, your full season and your postseason. And we'll get a little bit about uh, talking about that. But uh, I know we're catching you out on the recruiting trail as well out in Kansas City, correct? Yeah, I'm watching. Who am I watching right now? I am watching Mojo Abernathy and Sparks Harvey, 16 years. Okay. Nice. So so uh, at 4 o'clock, I know that our team plays. So I'm not going to be there, but maybe you can swing by and give me an update <laughs> on how things are at 4 o'clock with our team. I can, I, can definitely, I can definitely update you on how things are for sure. All right. I appreciate that. Well, thanks for joining us. And first and foremost, we just wanted to get your your take on Allie and Allie's performance through the year and uh, obviously the postseason and what she's meant to your program. Yeah, no, um, I, I believe I heard Allie say, like, that was the first one that probably reached out to her. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely reached out to Allie early. Um, just super impressed with her, you know, career that she had at Virginia. Um, we were looking for somebody that had super consistency um, and, you know, high expectations and, you know, just happened to work out that she was local and down the street. So I figured I had that small window chance to possibly get her back home. Um, so I reached out and you know, waited a little while, but I think that was because I probably reached out during the season. So, you know, we are all crazy and running around typically during season at that time. And um, she's just been a blessing because of off the field. You know, I, I know she did extremely well on the field for us, but but, you know, as I've been saying recently, like how she just comes in and competes on a daily basis um, at that energy and that level and her work ethic outside of, of the field is going to do more wonders for us in the long run. Um, obviously, in the short term, we had super success and did something that we've never done um, in our history, our program's history, and won the A-10 and competed at a high level at the regional as well. And those things are going to do great wonders for us, not only this year, um, but, but years to go. But, but who she is as a person, um, couldn't be more delighted in just who she is and, and what she's about. And yeah. She helped take our team to the next step in, those, in that process. Well, that's a, that's a pretty glowing glowing recommendation from coach so congratulations yeah, again and and coach what did, what did she mean to what did she mean to 
the leadership of the team, obviously coming in as a grad student, right? That there's some, you know, there's a little bit of seniority, if you will, or there's this sort of, you know, you know um, leadership capabilities. And, and what, what did she do there for your team that allowed her to come right in and what appears to some of us on the outside is seamlessly just integrate in and just become a, a, a true focal point. Talk a little bit about what she meant as, as far as the leadership and all the growth of everything that's going on with the team this year. Um, yeah, no, she came in and, you know, I don't, I don't think that was um, one of the main thoughts that was on her head um, as she came in because of just who she was. She knew that she was just going to come in and put in the work and, you know, the, the process of how competition and playing things out in the fall just naturally was going to take shape. And once, once the team saw who she was, it was just a natural, you know, gravity just sucking us into to the excitement and joy that she brought every day um, to the field and the, the hard work and energy that she provided in the bullpen to, to the younger ones was, is what is going to be beneficial to us now and just in the long run of, of how you have to you know carry yourself on a daily basis so that really was just going from one spot to the next and just kept moving into an exciting role for her and um, just something where the younger ones, you know, looked up to her and just followed that lead. Um, and who she was as a person just made it even more easy for that to take place. So this may be a little bit more of a mechanical question, but I'm curious about the whole portal thing that we were just talking about. You mentioned that you reached out to her. Is that is, when he reaches out to you? Is he reaching out through the portal? I mean, is that is it like that simple? Is he pick up the phone and call? Uh, I hear him laughing here. So, so explain that process a little bit for people to to help them understand. It's um, you know I think when it first came out, it was by way of email. So whatever email the. Uh, young lady provided you would reach out um now a couple of them are adding their cell phone numbers but i understand okay. why they don't add their cell phone numbers because we, we probably have 300 and right. some odd coaches reaching out to you via cell phone and you know that's probably a little overwhelming for sure during that process um me personally i, I really work to just reach out to the ones that we possibly recruited beforehand that went someplace else for whatever reasons. Um, or if I have a connection to that college coach so I can get the backstory, um, on hear both sides of that story. If we do happen to move down that road, um, Allie, obviously I didn't recruit beforehand, but you know, I really just kind of was paying attention to her throughout the time that I was at Mason and while she was at Virginia and then have a definitely a connection with coach Joe. So, um, knew that process um, was going to work out um, just because of, of who she was. I was actually curious, Coach, to how that process works towards the end of the season. I know the transfer window opens up May 15th, um, and I saw that I was reading last night that there were over 200 athletes were in the transfer portal after day one. And May 15th, we're still in the season, right? A lot of teams are still playing. Um so how does that jive? I mean, I mean, do you reach out to girls that are still active? Do you, I mean, can you not jump in the portal until your season is actively completed? You know, I think it just it just depends on the situation that that, that player is in. Um, you know, some of those could have been grad students, or um, maybe they were going to be in their fourth and final year, and they were waiting to be done. Um, so, but those are also athletes all the way from Division three to Division one. So. Oh, that's a good um, point. You know, while while that sounds like it's a huge number, realistically in the grand scheme of things, we're talking probably 
less than two percent of the overall student athlete from division three. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Being jumping into the portal, so it's really not as big a number as it sounds. Um, it's probably even a smaller percentage than that. So, okay. um, so that's definitely something you just have to, you know, trust that process. And if they're still on the roster and still on the team, I don't think you're actively allowed to reach out to them until they enter the portal. Um, so that some of them might've been on that, um, you know, championship team or that regional team as they're going through that process. But, but I, I think for the most part, most kids know what they're doing before that even takes place. And, and a lot of coaches do as well. It's just having those grown up talks at that point in time. Gotcha. So any final thoughts coach for on, on your, your time with Allie and, and sort of any, any words that you want to give, I'm sure you did already a lot of things and you probably had moments already in, in, in private, but any, any sort of public final thoughts you want to share about or with Allie as, as she sort of continues to move on to the next phase of her life? Um, you know, she knows that she is part of the family and will always be part of the family here. And just one big genuine thank you for just coming and being yourself and being true to who you are and um, us being able to be part of that um, small moment in time. Um, but definitely she'll have to come back now because, you know, we uh, wrote history together. So when we celebrate those things, we'll definitely be sending out that invitation. Look forward to always talking to her and being local. And I'm sure at some point in time, we'll work to grab coffee and dinner and, and go through that process. And I'm just excited to be part of you know um, her life at some level um, and being able to you know reach out and just enjoy those moments as she's going through her life and continue to make a difference in the world. Thank you, coach. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm right down the road, so you can't get rid of me. I'll be at all the games <laughs> up in the stands. <laughs> really coffee locally here um, at some point (laughs) for sure all right coach uh, be safe on the recruiting trail go find us some patriots and uh, we'll talk soon thanks again for joining us today thanks coach thanks coach thanks for having us you guys be safe ali i'll talk to you soon all right talk to you soon coach take care bye-bye I think that's an important piece just to listen to them talk to each other to listen how highly he speaks of ali i mean find the right coach for you right you know, get to know the coach, find the coach, make sure you guys, you guys jive, um, you know, emotionally or, or personally or whatever you want to call it. But sounds like you guys had that the right relationship, right? Exactly. That is such an important piece. And it can be hard through the recruiting process, especially as a high schooler when you like it's different. Going through the transfer portal process almost felt like the high school recruiting process where you're getting emails, yeah, making sure. phone calls, but it's a little easier because you've been through it before. So having those phone calls with coaches and really making sure that you're on the same page with what you're looking for and what you want. Yeah. So I just really want to touch a little bit about what was the experience like? Obviously you win the Atlantic 10. Mm-hmm. You're the most outstanding player of the tournament. Congratulations for that. Thank you. You set school records for strikeouts. Um, all of this great stuff, and it leads you to an opportunity to play in the Women's College World Series. What was the immediate thought when, the, when, when, this, when this happened? I don't know if, if uh, our producer can pull this up on Safari. I think I have it here. Yeah. I don't, uh, did take, you start it from the beginning? Or? Just right where it goes. It should be fine. If you pause, just take a listen to this, Allie. The first off the glove of Myers. Thanks again. What, what, what was going through your mind chills. right at that moment? You may, you may not have seen that before or heard it from that announcer, but mm-hmm. what, what, was, 
when you when you sort of when that that ball touched first but what what was going through your mind pure joy and just relief <laughs> relief because i that saturday i have never felt so many like highs and lows yeah. in one day of softball i mean after the first game because you know right. we were in the winner's bracket after that first game I was sitting in the dugout thinking, oh my goodness, I, if I could get that pitch back, I, <laughs> I should have gone outside again. I should not have gone to the inside. She was a pull hitter. I, for those of I you who don't, back. for those of you that, that don't recall, um, I, uh, there's a there's a, a gentleman trainer inside our facility right now that wanted me to directly ask you the question about what you were feeling with an O2 pitch with two outs. Yeah. And I decided, no, I'm not going to ask her that. But if mm -hmm. she brings it up, maybe we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, you regret it as soon as you throw it? Yeah, well, it was one of those things. Rise ball inside was my bread and butter. That was my pitch. But that was a, a really good pull hitter. And, you know, I've always said to myself, I, if I put my, that my pitch where I want to put it, you know, they can hit it as far as they want foul. I can beat anybody there. But specifically with her, you know, I think Walker and I actually called a timeout. I think I shook at one point in that at bat. Okay. And this has happened earlier in the season too, because there's times where like, I'm thinking of a certain pitch or I'm seeing something and I would call timeout and we would talk about it and we would say, okay, what are you seeing? Well, I want this. Let's go here and then go back to that. So I think I, I don't remember. It's, it's kind of a blur. I, I might've blacked out. <laughs> I don't know, but it was kind of a mental battle of, do I go with my pitch or do I go with, right. she's a pull hitter. Trying Her to get strength versus away. your strength. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I think, I, I went with you away one pitch and then we said go back to the inn and I should have gone away again. And okay. of course it's easy to say yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty, but right. anyway. So how much time walk me through because I was watching on TV, but how mm -hmm. much time was it between that moment and the start of the next game? It was like thirty minutes. It was about a half was, hour or so. Yeah, I think so. So you ha what were you doing for that half hour? Um sitting in the dugout and just thinking about <laughs> I let myself, you know, process yeah. for at least half of that half hour, probably. And then started moving. I knew I wasn't going to start the next game. Right. So I started moving around, you know, water, food, all that. But um, yeah, just kind of let myself process it. And for me, processing looks like probably just sitting quietly <laughs> and like thinking through it. And um, did your, do your teammates know how you process? Like, was that yeah. like for, for you, if you were sitting in the corner of the dugout, just sort of being you, mm -hmm. um, does everybody know like, oh, okay, we're going to give Allie a little space here or we, yeah. you know, did they do the whole, <laughs> it's good, we're all, you know, we're good, we're good. Yeah. yeah. We actually talked about it earlier in the season. One practice we came together and, and talked about like, okay, you have a bad moment, you strike out in a big moment or, you know, you're feeling down. Like, do you want people to come alongside you or do you not? And do you need to be by yourself? Do you want space or do you want people there? So we actually talked about it as a team that's earlier awesome. on. Wow, what a great discussion to awesome. have. Yeah. yeah, I've never even yeah, thought that's about really. Campbell Hutcherson, she yep. kind of led that discussion. She was awesome. Um, but yeah, kind of fostering that, like to look like a family. How do we best support yeah, each other? Yeah, cater to personalities, right? So mm -hmm. you can be the best you can be. I think that's yeah. an awesome discussion to have. Yeah. I wanted to take it a little bit further. Um, you know, you won Jamie's first A10 title, you were player of the year of the tournament. Now you got Duke, right? Now you're going to Durham, but you're you're riding high, right? You just you just won the tournament. Did you go into game one feeling all right? We can win this thing. Like we legitimately can go in here and and shock the world and beat the number five team in the country. Yeah, I think all of us were feeling pretty confident and just excited to be there. One, but um, yeah, we felt ready because we knew that we were the underdog. Obviously, <laughs> we're yeah. the four seed. We're the you know unranked mid major. Like you know, we knew we were the underdog, but that excited us because. 
you know, what do we Nothing have to, to lose? lose. Right. Like, yeah. They have everything to lose. If they lose to us, like that's yeah. not going to like, it's more pressure on them. So we were just going there to have fun and that's exactly what we did. And then you're in the fifth yeah. inning and it's one-to-one, I think something like that. And you're right in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was almost exact the same type of feeling that we had um, earlier in the season. We'd played UVA at UVA. And I think that was like big for our team of feeling like we can hang with mm-hmm. this power five team sure. in this fancy new stadium <laughs> like it was fun for me to how was it there sitting again, in the other dugout though it was weird weird right yeah. it was really weird but like we knew we can we could hang with those types of teams right. so to have that experience earlier in the season um going into duke was the same type of feeling like well selfishly for us i think that was one of the regionals that we sort of kept our eye on because you guys were there you were there and then campbell was there and they have a bunch of girls that are local girls that have worked out i think some from your organization yeah. right kevin absolutely um and then obviously Duke was a powerhouse. So I think it was something that we all kept our eyes on and watched pretty closely. And it, yeah. was, it was pretty exciting. Just um, just a, a moment, if we could just pause for a quick moment. You know, we're talking about Duke and obviously we just, all the best goes out to coach Marissa Young and her husband as he's going through sort of some stuff with his health right now. And he's he's hospitalized, but we're all thinking about everybody with the Duke family and, and um, just pass along our best from 643 over to, to coach Young and her family. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know that. I'll be keeping them in yeah, my prayers. Yeah, please. So, but yeah, I mean that, you know, you're in it with that game, you know, things are going well and, um, you know, and you're playing Campbell, they won the big South. Right. So, I mean, just talk about, talk about a little bit about just the euphoric nature of the experience, not this necessarily mm-hmm. playing, right. Cause hopefully you playing, it's kind of just another game, right. It's another <laughs> yeah. seven innings or whatever, but, mm-hmm. but talk about sort of the experience of being there, being in the world series, understanding that it's something unique in that, you know, it's the first time for, for the program. Yeah, it was just such a fun culmination of our season, like having worked so hard all season and seen it, you know, pay off with early in the season, breaking the steals record on our team and breaking the home run record further along. Like it was such a great group of girls to be playing with and to have it end on the big stage is like exactly what we could have, what we would have dreamed of. So, um, yeah, it was just really fun with the group of girls that I was with to be to be there with them. Like, it was amazing. So it sounds like it wasn't. Oh, sorry. I was sorry. I was going to say she mentioned the steals record and the home runs record. She did not mention the strikeout record. I don't think though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tells you a little bit of something about yeah. her, doesn't it? Little, little two hundred and forty-two strikeouts. I think. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah. Do you know how many of those were swing and miss? I actually don't. No, I don't know. It'd I be think. Pretty, I, I bet you a lot. My guess Good. is a bet. I bet you a good amount. Yeah. I, I, Rise ball, swing and miss, good amount. <laughs> so after that Campbell game, you guys can't, I mean, we it wasn't sadness, right? You guys you guys had a successful season. You just won the A-10. You're feeling pretty good. You you took Duke to the brink, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Campbell game didn't go as you guys wanted. But overall, you're sitting out there and you're feeling great about how your season ended. And, and, yeah. then, and then you personally, that was your last game, right? Yeah. So how... How did you process that? I mean, such a such a crazy spectrum of emotions in the those couple of weeks, right? How did you process that last out? Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was sad. Yeah, we were proud of what we accomplished, but of course, it's going to be sad when it's the last game, um, especially with we had a decent amount of people that, on our team where it was their last game. You know, decent amount of seniors. So, yeah, just coming alongside them and like crying together in the batting cages for a long time before yeah. we stepped out to our parents. Um, yeah, it was 
it was an awesome experience, but it was really sad. We had some girls throw their cleats up over the <laughs> the oh, power nice. lines. Oh, like no way. Final <laughs> moment, but yeah, it was really sad. So what's next? What's next for Allie? What's next um, with softball, without softball, school? Talk, talk a little bit about what's next for you personally. Yeah, um, definitely want to stay in touch with the game, you know, stay involved with giving pitching lessons and whatnot. I have kind of passed up an opportunity to play abroad <laughs> um, because this last year was just such an incredible season with George Mason and the girls that I was playing alongside with. I kind of want that to be like my last softball playing experience. Wow. So it's powerful. Um, yeah, but definitely going to continue with pitching lessons, coaching. Eventually I'll probably start coaching a little house league team or travel ball team or something, but that's probably pretty far down the line. <laughs> that's good for you. That's awesome. And talk a little bit about school. How much, you know, you said you have a year left of school and you're going to yeah. get a master's and what, what do you have some future aspirations um, professionally? Yeah, I have technically a year left, but it's only five classes because for master's students, right. three classes is full time. So and I'm ahead because of my study abroad. So, yeah, finishing that up over the last year and starting to work for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Starting to work. That's awesome. Big girl job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big girl job. Um, just one weird question, kind of. I could have thrown it in earlier. Did you dip your toe in NIL at all? I did not. Yeah. Because I, I saw UVA yeah. just kind of ink the deal, I guess, to set up um, the current student athletes with some online stores and some oh, things like oh, that. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. Yeah, I didn't. And looking back, if I was younger and like only early on in my yeah, college experience, right. I would. And I'm like, this brand, this brand. Right. You know, I could name them off the bat what I would go for. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I just, guess I was it was kind of like, late in your your game. I guess late yeah. in your career. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm a senior or a fifth year, and it's not really worth it to like invest time in trying to pursue yeah, these right, things if end. I'm just going to yeah. be done. Yeah. So, well, we are we are excited to hope to have you train here and give some pitching lessons here at six four three, and we're excited to have you on board as a trainer and get you kind of moving. And I'm sure your schedule will fill up very quickly. <laughs> Very yeah. quickly. Indeed. Well, so. I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, this is our first interview. Um, you've set the bar very, very high. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to do another interview after this, but uh, very engaging. I was, I was really, uh, it was great to talk to you. Very engaging and just a good outlook on the game. I think a great outlook on, on I think your why is, is a great why. And it's important for young athletes to, to hear your why, right? It's not about mom and dad. It's not about trying to make money. It's not about trying to have softball pay for college. It was about having fun and enjoying your experience and enjoying the players that you were playing with. Um, and like I said, that was refreshing yeah. to hear. It really was. A great story. So, again, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And uh, I assume Mr. Cook has probably got a... Ah, old school. Well, old you know, school. I wanted I wanted to do something like this, but I wasn't sure if it was, you know, too old. Do you know this one? Ah. See, she knows this one. Everybody knows the boss. You could you could turn it down a tad. No, I can't. I don't know where that's coming from. Let's <laughs> go ahead and hold on. Number. I got it. I got it. All right, everybody. So thanks so much for checking us out. You can get us on Apple Podcasts or YouTube. Please follow, like, and comment, subscribe on 643 and all of our social channels. We would absolutely love to hear from you. And remember, no matter what, where you are or what you're doing today, live life like a 3-1 count. Go make it a great day, everybody. 
Fantastic. See you Thank guys. You, Allie. See Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Allie. Thank you.